of you out there. Here's another episode. Can you believe it? Can you believe it? It's episode... Uh, let's have a look up here. Bloody me, 41. <laughs> Nearly as old as me. And all you our heads come here to learn something every day. I know that. I know because we... It give... is a fact. Yes, it is. That human consciousness can affect machinery. <laughs> See, you learn something every time you tune in. Now, you our heads know the routine. I play demos. All my stuff from the past. And here's a demo from the past, from the 90s, a song called Rescue My Soul. You can lose yourself in the darkest night. It's alright, baby, don't cry. You can fall down, baby, be broken inside. It's okay, just look. Your soul 
to that track haven't heard it again for the longest time written i think around the in the in the 90s and it was a very soulful period for me i was working with uh paul young and uh, go west and uh this song has that motown vibe about it i do like the bass i do like the bass it's funny when you play these demos back you've forgotten totally what you did on them and then uh it, with fresh ears you go not bad not bad not good here not good there pretty good there but the bass i do like the bass that's rescue my soul a uh, rarity from the 90s this radio owls nest uh podcast is a songwriter's podcast <laughs> that's how seriously they were taking it <laughs> It is a podcast about songwriters. Me, just me, me. I'll be playing you all my demos from my suitcase and from my cassettes, from my dats, all kinds of media. I've been around for such a long time, even quarter-inch analog tape. And that, in fact, is what we're going to play you now. Uh, quarter-inch uh, tape, analog tape from the uh, prehistoric days. This is a demo for a song called Count On Me that uh, was used in the movie Gladiator, a boxing movie in 1992 uh, transferred across from analog tape radio owl's nest going back in time in every man a fear is born he must stand within the storm and wake the faith that sleeps so deep within the heart in the darkest hour, we face the past As thunder rolls across our path A sign of hope Oh, when you reached out for my hand
That's a demo from 1992. Uh, a song that was actually used in the movie Gladiator. Boxers beating the shit out of each other. But uh, this was used in a romantic moment in the film. Um, I remember uh, doing everything on this uh, on this track. I was playing all the instruments and um, Brian Fairweather came in and added some of that beautiful Mark Knopfler kind of Stratocaster guitar. Oh my God, I was singing very high doing my uh, gospel chorus in the background there. But um, this movie actually over a period of time became loved by many. At the beginning the movie didn't really take off. But over time it's become as all boxing movies do uh, a classic of sorts count on me from a quarter inch analog tape for decades ufo witnesses were laughed at they're just told but they can't talk about it we don't want to hear about it maybe you're a little crazy if you even saw it <laughs> yes you're a little bit crazy if you're listening to this radio Elsnest. Uh, ufologists and owls heads we are really quite weird aren't we Let me explain what you're listening to here. <laughs> this is a cassette of a Q-Feel demo. Now, that, that Q-Feel, the first band I was in in London with uh, Brian Fairweather, Trevor Thornton and Chris Richardson. We were doing demos after Dancing in Heaven was a hit. And this is a cassette demo of a song called Shock the Body to Life. Now, I have to explain. I'm doing this in a little flat in London, uh, 9 Ockenden Road, N1, North London, and it's just me with a TAC and a Casio keyboard, the same keyboard I use for Ghostbusters. So it's just me doing this demo and trying to get a groove uh, and the groove i took from a record a vinyl record of a thing called dangerous dancing that uh, uh, jive records had released um and i just thought well it's just drums it's just drums i'm going to copy that because i didn't have a sequencer or any of those computers in those days i'm going to copy this uh, drum beat from a vinyl record over onto my tiac four track onto one track make sure that it sounds reasonably in time and then i'm going to do this demo this is called Shock the body to life. I'm talking about the 80s. And I must mention here, I was listening a lot to Talk Talk, and you'll hear the influences there, particularly with the chords. But this is uh, <laughs> not even quarter-inch analogue demo. This is cassette demo. Shock the body to life.
Does that sound like the 80s? I think it does. My God. Let me tell you, uh, around that time, uh, we were looking for another single after Dancing in Heaven had been a big hit in America. And Clive Davis, the head of Arista Records, heard this and said, that's your next single. But uh, Brian and myself wanted to be seen as more like songwriters and not like dance uh, writers. And so we wanted to get Heroes Never Die Out. And eventually Heroes was put out uh, because we wanted to be seen as like big country, like writers that had a bit of a rock influence. But listening back to this demo now, so many memories, so many memories. Um... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Even the lyrics, shock the body to life, stranger than a UFO. And there's a tremendous amount of sexual innuendo going on there. Just listening to those lyrics, you should just go back and study. Yes, very, very sexual. But I was rampant in those days. Uh, I was a young man, of course. Um, strident bass, the bass. It reminds me of Ultravox and a lot of those records, Yazoo. Um, the bass was very important. Um, a mono demo, of course. Well, a little bit of stereo, but uh, I was going through my cassette deck back there in uh, North One, North London, Ockerden Road. I lived at the top of a uh, sort of Edwardian or Victorian flat where there were three levels. And my best friend, Will White, uh, who travelled up with me uh, from art college and uh, a girlfriend of mine... <laughs> Kim Chandler, great model. She lived at the bottom floor. Um, and in between was a lo- lovely lady called Emma Carello. I'm trying to remember all these things. And she was a great artist as well. And is still a friend of mine now. But in this flat, it was all creative people. And I'm at the top, just as you can hear, I was stomping. So <laughs> I'm making these records upstairs. Well, these demos anyway. And I'm keeping everybody awake. Uh, anyway, that's the story of Shock the Body to Life, the 80s. find ourselves reflecting on, are we alone in the universe? What is the nature of God? How did life on Earth begin? Well, would you like to hear a brand new song? I posted a video a, quite a long time ago when I was building this song up, a video of me uh, singing this song called Astronauts on Christmas Day. At the jukebox She's playing Slade I must have heard that song A million times today The balloons are falling Like colored stars And cheap high heels are bursting dreams At the bar the ballroom's packed with paper hats. The bouncers pull apart the fights like cracker jacks. Salvation Army playing the beat. I hear that angels ringing bells on. on TV giving her speech and grandma's lost her teeth in champagne or parakeets 
That's a new song called Astronauts on Christmas Day. Uh, I have a memory of sitting in the uh, UCLA car park with uh, in a car, of course, with my manager, Diane Poncher. We were there uh, to uh, go to a conference, and I was saying, listen to this new track. What about the drums? They're so unusual. And what about the vocals? And she said, it's pretty incredible. So uh, that's uh, good to play you. Astronauts on Christmas Day on an album called Zero at the Bone. Media noise. Internet noise. Social media noise. This is a demo I just remastered. My work with Jack Hughes of Wang Chung. A great song called Love in the Machine Age.
Mr. Jack Hughes. A song I wrote with Jack called Love in the Machine Age. I remember putting up a uh, Roland uh, amplifier and Jack plugging in and getting that groove straight away. Pretty special. Nice to play that demo from, um, I would imagine, yes, again, the 90s, uh, but remastered. Does sound good. And i got to say, every time I hear Jack Hughes' uh, vocals, back then particularly, um, although he's singing brilliant now on his new albums, I mean, what a character. You know instantly, it's that man, J.H., Mr. Jack Hughes, and always funky as well. If you really listen to his phrasing from those hits, Dance All Days, and Everybody Have Fun Tonight, the phrasing, it's really funky. Anyway, he's an original. Well, here's some new mood music for the background here. I think it's time that I um, do my usual spot where I used to have a quiz. Um, But now I um, talk about some things you might be interested in, about me, you might not know about, and might be a little bit enlightening in total to your lives. Who can tell? Who can tell? In the background here is a background track I found, an instrumental. I have no idea when I made this. I heard it on my iPod. Yes, it's a retro show, iPod. And I thought, this is cool. Um, so, uh, I don't know what to call it. So, uh, if you have a title, send it to me now. I uh, will appreciate it. Um, so, we'll have this wonderful background music as I tell you about something I think might be quite fascinating to you. Buddhism. Yes, Buddhism. I'm very, very into it. And uh, it's helped me immensely in my life through bad periods, uh, bad times. Times you have to really fight to get yourself together and pull yourself back together and uh, see the the world clearly. Buddhism, really, it's not a religion. It's a science of the mind. It's a way of looking at life. And when my parents died and friends I had passed away, I, I really didn't have any strength in me to really understand what was going on. And I found myself, as I usually do in moments like this, in a bookshop. And I didn't find myself going to religion or, uh, and I'm a Christian, uh, it, as, a, as a boy in England, that was Church of England, I found myself going to philosophy for some reason. I don't know why, I'd never done that before. And right next to philosophy was Eastern religions and Eastern theory. And there was Buddhism. I literally uh, pulled out a book and um, started reading and went, my goodness, this is what I need. This is uh, medicine for the soul and a different way of perceiving being alive in this world and dealing with grief and suffering. That's really what it's about. Buddhism is trying to help us deal with the grief and the suffering of life. And um, at that moment when I found uh, Buddhism, I literally, it's strange to say, but after reading for about two months, I basically changed. Uh, My um, thoughts changed, my vision of the world changed. It's almost like um, somebody turning a page and you go, oh, this is uh, just behind the uh, front line of the world. This is just behind the veil. There's another way of um, conceiving about being born into this world. And people think Buddhism might be quite dark. Um, But it's not. It's incredibly positive because the moment you realize about suffering and grief, you realize that every moment that you're here is a precious moment and you work at it and you you start to see life in a much more bright way. Mindfulness is the key here. You just, it slows you down to think every time you do something and what causation means. Everything you do will affect something else. Now you can look into the Buddha. Yes, he's uh, he was around 2,500 odd years ago and I don't have to talk about him. You, you'll find out about him. But this is where it all started. And um, there are the four noble truths. 
and they're really important. I'm not going to go on for hours about this, but you might find this interesting. The Four Noble Truths. Number one, there is suffering in the world. Number two, the origin is the way we perceive the world and how we think. It's the suffering comes from us a great deal and how we don't see the world clearly. Number three is there can be a cessation, a stop to suffering. And number four is there's a path to do that and that means working on yourself. So those are the four noble truths. And um, you take refuge in what they say is are the three jewels. And uh, the three jewels are the Buddha himself, the Dharma, and number three, the Sangha. Uh, so when you take refuge in those three jewels, you're on your way. And the Sangha is basically the community of people that are working on their mind in the Buddhist way. And um, the Dharma is the actual teachings, the doctrine. So those are the three jewels. There are some brilliant books out there, and I just want to mention if anything by the Dalai Lama is superb. Then it's Thich Nhat Hanh, who we unfortunately lost not too long ago. He's an absolutely brilliant teacher to help us in the West to understand. Um, Thich Nhat Hanh, um, the, his books, um, The Miracle of Mindfulness and Being Peace are just superb. And before my mother passed away, she had those books by her bed and she said it helped her understand uh, where she was at at this point which was wonderful there's Krishnamurti as well um, tremendous tremendous teacher of the spirit and then there's an English uh, Buddhist teacher who started off as a priest in England believe it or not um, and his name is Alan Watts also brilliant he also explains what it is to meditate and I try to meditate every day for about 15 minutes quietly and I've kept that up and um, there's walking meditation as well in nature and this all actually feeds into the energy of creativity as well and my album uh, in the house of stone and light and the subsequent albums um, particularly in the in the temple of the muse are very very informed by uh, me seeing a life a slightly different remember folks uh, we all suffer and there's a lot of grief in the world it's not easy to be born into this world and Buddhism just sees it for what it is and is a science of the mind. Give it a shot if you get a chance. Uh, the Buddhists even say you, you can keep up the normal religion or whatever, however you think, but also you may join this to the way you perceive things. I know for me, um, it has been immense in helping me deal with so many things that come at us uh, during our lifetime. Anyway, you might not know that about me. No, I'm not wearing an orange uh, cape or anything. <laughs> And I haven't shaved my head quite yet, but it's quite brilliant if you want, want to go behind the illusions of life and get down to the reality of life. And believe me, um, it's a beautiful way to see the world. And people that know me, who knew I was going through tough times, said, my goodness, you're a changed man. Even my mother and my father said something good has happened to you uh, during stressful times. And um, anyway, if you feel like it, have a good look at it because it is quite sensational. I've got to add here that compassion comes into your spirit in another level. And once you've got compassion, well, you've got everything, haven't you, nearly? So I'm going to finish here pushing up this new music. And if you have a title for it, please send it in. Uh, all offers will be accepted. Uh, let's have a listen to the mood.
Well, there we go. Some new mood music without a title. I need your help. I think it was quite the right choice, actually, as we talked about Buddhism. Well, I think I'm going to play you a very interesting track, never been played before. Um, a demo with Peter Cox of Go West singing lead vocal. A song I wrote with Bernie Taupin for Aretha Franklin. A song called Free to Believe. And uh, I'll tell you more about it after. Very interesting story. I got a clearing brighter day Since I blew that man away And now at last I'm at the point Of my return He's just a little history A shadow and no mystery and I was never
free to believe. Uh, Peter Cox there, um, he was here in LA and I said, you've got to come across and sing a song that I've written with Bernie Taupin. Um, and it's unusual for Bernie Taupin to write a soul lyric, but Clive Davis had heard one of my demos that he nearly took for Aretha Franklin. And he said, um, I wouldn't mind you, Pagey uh, and Bernie, writing another song, trying for another song for... Um, Aretha Franklin. Uh, and as you can hear, Pete is singing a female-oriented lyric and doing, I think, a pretty outstanding job. I mean, what a singer. I didn't flush the demo out totally properly, um, and it was done quite quickly because they were looking for a song straight away. And um, Pete came in, and by God, listen to those background vocals as well. Um, free to believe. I think I did it in the early 2000s. It could have been very late uh, 90s, I'm not quite sure, but it was on a 24-track analog tape machine we sent it off to arista records and clive davis and for a while he seemed to be sitting on the fence about it and thought mm, this might work if we change this and change that but he liked the chorus and i thought the chorus was really quite strong um eventually as often happens they didn't do it the bastards um <laughs> you gotta call them that haven't you when they don't cut a song that you're specifically written for them but um i gotta say thank you to peter cox for coming across and playing the part of Aretha Franklin and uh, gospel singers all in one day. Um, and unusual for Bernie Taupin to write a soul-oriented lyric. So that's a rarity uh, that you get on these shows, a real rarity, a demo uh, unheard up to this point by the public, um, a song called Free to Believe. And I enjoyed listening to the bass on that. I was a huge, huge Lewis Johnson fan from the Brothers Johnsons. What a bass player he was. And uh, listening to this demo again, I can hear me there with the... Uh, music man bass slapping away to a moog bass as well some nice popping going on i enjoyed that <laughs> and now uh for something completely different um i want to play you another very new track that i'm working on it's an instrumental track and uh i recall that i went to the um disney uh performance hall here in los angeles to see the philharmonic orchestra perform something and i remember there was a moment when they just left the piano player on her own, and she just improvised a purely um, a beautiful piece from just her instinct. And when I came home, I wanted to try the same thing. And I thought about my father, and I went to the piano, and I started this piece. And it's called Alan Richard.
That's a new piece I'm working on called Alan Richard. Totally improvised. I uh, was just thinking about my my dad. And um, it's going to be on an album called Soft Mask of the Fox. And now my blood pressure has been controlled 100% naturally. Excellent. The side effects are gone. Good. My heart is safe and I'm hopeful the future. Well, you should be hopeful for the future because you're listening to Radio Owl's Nest and this is the place where every organ, everything, <laughs> everything in your body is healed listening to Radio Owl's Nest. I'm not sure if that's true at all. <laughs> I sound like one of those uh, guys selling snake oil out of the back of a caravan in the 1900s, don't I? Take a sip of this. You will not be deaf anymore. You will not be blind anymore and your lovemaking will be fantastic. I could have got a job back then, couldn't I? Well, I want to play you a track from uh, 2020 off of an album of mine released in November 2020 uh, of all my demos uh, from this show, Radio Owl's Nest. A track called Church of the Groove. Yes, we were talking about snake oil salesmen. And this groove is all about finding that thing that you really need to get, the big fix, to make you feel good, which is, is a, kind of a kind of religion in the blood of the beat. In the blood of the beat. Yeah, man. I can feel my religion in the soles of my feet. And we own sex. And we own spirit. And we own sex. One place we can get it. And the church has the grow. Father. 
Snake oil will always get you. It'll fix everything. Uh, that's a song called Church of the Groove from an album of mine called The Poetry of Collisions, Volume 1. And I uh, released that in November 2020. <laughs> I'm very good at doing that, yeah. I suppose if I was selling snake oil, i go, Everybody round up! Come on! Come on! Round up! Uh, but that's really signifying that we're really coming to the end of the show. It's been a terrific show, I think. I think there's been lots of interesting music put together. I hope you've enjoyed it as much as I've been enjoying playing it and looking for it and um, hearing it all again uh, for the first time, a lot of it. Uh, but that, here, let's do it again. Let's do it again. That does signify it's time for Quote of the Month. And it's a really, really, really special quote, actually. We talked about Buddhism a little bit earlier on, and the great, great Buddhist monk uh, from Vietnam, Thich Nhat Hanh, um, who we lost not too long ago, he composed, I suppose it's even more than a quote, it's a statement on what it is, uh, death. And uh, I'd lost a few friends at the time, around the time that we lost Thich Nhat Hanh. And it appeared this wonderful, wonderful view of how he saw death. And let me read that to you now. This body of mine will disintegrate, but my actions will continue me. If you think I am only this body, then you have not truly seen me. When you look at my friends, you see my continuation. When you see someone walking with mindfulness and compassion, you know he is my continuation. I don't see why we have to say, I will die, because I can already see myself in you and in other people and in future generations. 
Even when the cloud is not there, it continues as snow or rain. It is impossible for the cloud to die. It can become rain or ice, but it cannot become nothing. The cloud does not need to have a soul in order to continue. There's no beginning and no end. I will never die. There will be a dissolution of my body, but that does not mean my death. I will continue always. And that was spoken and written by the great Buddhist monk Thich Nhat Hanh. Beautiful, beautiful. Ah, yes, beautiful. Um, it's a great message to pass on to anybody you know who is going through that uh, terrible time when we lose the ones we love. Um, and Thich Nhat Hanh's work will continue, as we know, forever. And uh, he's a man who's helped me. So check out his work, all his many, many books. So, 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 our heads. Uh, we've come to the end of episode 41. Nearly my age there. Yeah, <laughs> I'm absolutely. How cool. Uh, what a coincidence that episode 41 relates to my age today. Um, yeah, shut up, Paige. You're, you really are a snake oil medicine man there. Um, I hope you enjoyed the show. I don't really plan these shows. I dive in like it really is improvised. It's a bit of a jam. But I look down and if I see a cassette in the box that I haven't played for 122 and a half years, well, you poor sods, I'm liable to play it to you. And uh, all remains for me to say is um, buy my snake oil. No, um... <laughs> Yes, all my stuff's on the internet. Go and buy it. Yes, it's all there. Um, I'm not going to be a salesman anymore. I just want to say, uh, as I always do, have compassion for all the animals in the world. We have dominion over them. And as the Dalai Lama says, this is a Buddhist show, isn't it? We must um, use our power to help the innocent animals. It's our job. And I want you all to stay as positive as you possibly can. Uh, look on the bright side of life, as Eric Idle, Monty Python, would say and keep listening to good music and looking at good art and being encouraged i'll see you again in the owl's nest you bet i will 